Well, hi everyone. Welcome to yet another edition of our podcast on the Mark Sports Talk with your host right here, Mark with a C. And uh, for those keeping track, this is our 176th episode in 176 consecutive weeks. How's everyone today? How's everyone doing? You're fine? Good. Yeah. Good. Everyone, uh, How looking you? on the screen here, uh, of course, we reach out to all, all uh, religions, but on the screen, we have all the people who will be celebrating uh, the, the new year. What's the new year? 57? 84, is it? 84. 84, 84. yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone. All that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, some of you know the story, what happened to me um, after our uh, show last Thursday. Um, I go to sleep. I wake up. I got to do my errands. My car was stolen. Oh, I don't know. Which one? Which one? My my uh, Honda Civic. So wow. Honda Civics, I found that is the hottest car. Yeah. Could be stolen. A Accord is, you know, a Honda Accord is number two. Hyundai is a number three. I don't yes. know beyond that. Yeah, so anyway, yep. so here, here's my story. I, at, at nine o'clock in the morning on Friday, I go out. Uh, my wife is in, in upstairs. And uh, I... I, I I know I parked the car at a certain place, and I said, Michelle, the car's not there. She says, maybe you didn't park it where you think you parked it. That's a, a likely thing to say, right? Yeah. I said, no, I think I put it there, but just to you know, be sure, I decided to walk up and down my block, around the corner. Then I got into uh, uh, my other car and just drove around my neighborhood, up and down streets, into the certain parking lots they have in my area. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, so I call the uh, police, and they come 15 minutes later. They do their report, and as they're doing the report, um, one of the, the the cops say, "Yep, your car definitely was stolen." I said, well, "How do you know for sure?" Because well, yeah. they 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 type in the license plate, and then they 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 uh, log in to Easy Pass, and they're able to see oh, my oh, car at two thirty in the morning, oh. going over. You know, passing the easy pass you know, check check yeah. point when you have it or don't have it. Either way, it, it, it records your uh, your motion. Right, my car is going over the Throgs Neck Bridge into the road. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's uh, very depressing. I rent I rent the car. They give you 15 days for the for my my car to be found, and then they declare the car a total loss. Then they give you the car for five more days. They'll give you 15 more days if your car is found and you need work on it. <laughs> so anyway, funny thing, even though it's, it's a threat, I'm very, very upset, and I'm smiling now. I've been very yeah. awake. I was unaware that the police who came and filled out the file had body cams. <laughs> 
and they're recording everything I'm saying. Yeah, there's a requirement now. And I told them that for truth, that this was my fifth time I've had a car stolen in my lifetime. Oh, wow. Really? So, wow. So wow. Vicious, five oh, times. But I haven't had one for maybe 30 years. So I had a 1968 Mercury Comet that was stolen right in front of my house. That was my first car I ever had. Uh, my neighbor, I'll tell you the story. My neighbor the next day said he saw someone around my car at 3 o'clock in the morning. He assumed it was me. <laughs> and, didn't, and didn't do anything. I had a, in 1975, I had a Plymouth Duster in Flushing off of Northern Boulevard. Dusty's Duster. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and they took the car, and I, I lost 30 CDs, you know, music CDs. I had a great hard case in the back seat. That car was never found. The Comet was never found. I had a Volare. This is, this is a good one. In the late 19th, Valari, Plymouth Valari, in the 1970s, I went to Rockaway Beach with friends. I drove. I parked in front of a nursing home. I'm I'm telling the cops all these stories, as I'm telling you. Uh, I parked in front of a nursing home. I said hello to all those old people on the porch as they're just sitting there. They're vegetating. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) um, And... uh, when I went back after the beach, the car was stolen. <laughs> so I, I asked the people on the porch, did you see anybody take this car? <laughs> I don't know They're not paying attention. Two, three days later, they found that car also around Rockaway Beach. And they found the car with underwear in the back seat. Uh, I don't want it back. <laughs> I had a, I had a, in the 80s, I had a Toyota Tercel yeah. that was also stolen in front of my house in Glen Oaks. So I'm, I'm really upset about that. Then I get a phone call. I get a phone call from anonymous person. They say they found stuff from my car in Alley Pond Park. Oh. By Creedmoor. Uh. And, uh, if you want your stuff, I don't think it was the um, the person who stole the car. Yeah. Maybe they just threw things all over. Maybe someone went by and picked it up. I don't know how they got my phone number. Mm-hmm. One way or another, that car was never found. And now there's 2020 Honda Civic. That's about the time I had a car stolen from in front of the house in Glen Oaks. So the cops love my stories. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a chuckle because of that body cam. And and they and when they, when they heard the story about the underwear, they they really <laughs> did. You lose anything of value, Mark? Well, I did. I did have uh, valuable photographs in the trunk. All the, all the uh, I walk. We walk every um, every Wednesday, and yeah. we take a picture. Some of you see it on, on Facebook. I had three hundred and ten pictures in in order of of our walks. And it was in the trunk of the car, so that's gone. I had valuable sunglasses. I valuable sunglasses. I think I had about eight to ten Oakley glasses in the car, various colors, different lenses. Which I love to wear different sunglasses. Schmucky me left it in the car. And I'm sure that's gone too. But Mark, can I ask you a question: Were those men or men or women's underwear? They, they were men. Uh, I do remember. 
What year was the car that was stolen now? 2020. Well, they said Honda's number one. So I have to get a new car. I'm going to go look in next week. It's not going to be a Honda, unfortunately. I've had Hondas the last 20 years. I keep you know, rotating. Do you have a garage? I have a garage, and I keep parked the Honda in the garage in the winter for the cold weather, but not in the summer. What do you do with the you have what do you do with the Volvo in the winter? The Volvo stays in the in the driveway. Right. Oh, okay. From, from the easy paths. So yeah. they can only track your car for a certain distance. Why why was the tracking of the car stopped? Why were why were they able to continue to track your car? Because they probably stopped in the Bronx, went to yeah. a stop shot shop, and the car is in in a thousand pieces right now. Yeah, because it's worth. There was so no, much. there was nothing. No, oh, no, there's, there's no easy the pass leaving New York into New Jersey or to Washington Bridge. He yeah. only gets you coming in. But who knows? <laughs> uh, Mark, there's a there's a massive car theft ring stemming yeah. out of Newark. Okay. And what, Maybe they went they, through it. Well, this is this is coming from the cops. They Uber in, they steal the car, and that's how they get back to Newark. Well, they've been doing that right out here where I live. They actually break into houses now to get the uh, key fobs. Yeah, yeah they're fob. doing that. With I, had my fob. Fob. My I had a fob. They just override the fob. Overrode yeah. the fob to get into the car. And to start the car, they the top said they no longer rub the wires underneath that we remember as a kid. Well, that because you can't do that anymore with this well, stuff. I think you can only do it with the uh, those Kias and Hyundai's that don't have the push start button. Maybe. Those are easy. Those maybe. are easy maybe. to. Uh, those are easy maybe. to take. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Maybe you got to go back to the club. <laughs> yeah. I still. My wife puts it on the, on. For my wife puts it on the car every night. The club, the club. Yeah, yeah. No. She's the I'm only the member of that club, I think. I know. She puts it on I there. I have a club in my car just in case somebody needs to get a Zets because I use the <laughs> You never hit them. Yeah. You're too nice of a person. You know, it's funny when we had our car stolen. They left the, the the car that they came. They left by our house. So the cop asked the company says. He thinks that the, that the car that they were stolen, yeah, there was a stolen the car they were riding in that ran out of gas oh. just by our car. They happened to take our car. Yeah. Uh, they found it in Queens oh, Village yeah. three days later. So meanwhile, the cops rang all the bells around my car, yeah. around the car where it was parked, thinking they had, you know, everybody has ring, the ring doorbell. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But, but none of the people had the, bought the video. You have to spend like 10 to $12 for the video portion mm. of the ring and nobody had that so it was no way and we have no cameras in my neighborhood and meanwhile to make to make the story even uh more disgusting they're doing a revamping of all the uh the street lights in my block area here and the, the new lights are going to have cameras <laughs> but they're not yeah. in yet they're not in now yet. they do it yeah. All right. I want to move Locking on. I just want you to hear my story. I'm renting a car. I'm renting a Toyota Corolla, which is fine. All right. I want to start with Mike. Mike C. Because Mike C. is a, uh, a connoisseur of the U.S. Open, and I asked him to review the U.S. Open. So, Mike, take it away. Okay. I don't know that I would say I'm a connoisseur, but uh, I did watch some of it, at least. This was, in my opinion, this was one of the great U.S. Opens. 
there was just a lot of really exciting tennis played, very good, high quality tennis as well. Um, starting with the men's singles, great final match. Um, you know, sets one and three were fairly ordinary for Djokovic, but set two was really uh, yeah. bang it out, 100, 106 minutes or something like that, uh, second set, which uh, Djokovic finally won and sort of psychologically and every other way, I think, won the match right there. Mm -hmm. But you got to give Medvedev a lot of credit. He beat Alcaraz. Uh, most people thought Alcaraz would uh, get to the finals and might, might beat uh, Djokovic again, but he didn't because Medvedev beat him. The one thing that struck me as I watched the match was Medvedev has got to come in behind some of those power shots into the corners. He just doesn't. And Djokovic was able to take advantage of that by just getting the ball back, just one way or another, getting it back in play. Mm. And eventually Medvedev would make a mistake, or Djokovic would, but that mm. was the way he stayed in the rallies. He is a wonder for the ages. He looked tired, as they commented on TV, but he hung in there, and in the end, he was the better player in the tiebreaker and deserved it. On the women's side... Uh, Coco Goff just played wonderful tennis and thoroughly deserved her, uh, her win. She, uh, they said on TV, she's the fastest woman on the tour. And I can believe I, that she was playing wonderful uh, defense against Sabalenka. I think in her case, Coco's case, I think there's a room for improvement. She can uh, develop her serve a little more, I would say, and can develop her forehand a little more, put a little pow more power into it. Sabalenka deserves a lot of credit, I think. We have to remember that she had a very tough semi playing keys that went three sets and the last two were both tiebreakers. I couldn't even watch the third set because it started after midnight. Uh, so, uh, but a tremendous match and that may have taken a little out of her, uh, but you know, the recompense there is she is number one in the world after her right. year. There was She made one interesting comment, I thought, uh, when she was interviewed after the match. She was asked what she was most proud of for uh, accomplishing during the year. And she said she's most proud of overcoming her, her own tendency to fight herself. And uh, you saw some of that, uh, particularly in the semifinal match in the first set. But she, over, she overcame in that match, and she said that she's become much better at doing so. Now... Uh, I could ask these as trivia questions, but I won't. Uh, who won the doubles in this tournament? <laughs> who to cares? <laughs> Nobody pays attention to it. Well, and how many Amer – oh, uh, Joe, you know? No. no, I don't. I was going to just talk, you know, comment on your on – your, uh, well, let, let me finish first. Yeah. Right, I'll finish the report. And then yeah, I'll go ahead. And how did the Americans do in the doubles? You know – if you, if you follow doubles tennis at all, the Americans have dominated in these major tournaments for years and years and years. But then the Bryan brothers, who were a big part of that, they retired, right? They were winning the men's doubles uh, championships, and they were in the mixed doubles. They were very formidable as well, and so we won a lot of championships that way. Well, here's the answers. In the women's doubles, a Canadian, Gabriella Dabrowski, and a New Zealander, Aaron Rotliff. Beat former champion Laura Sigamund, whom you might remember from the first round match against Coco. Uh, she's from Germany and Russia's Vera Savonera. 
So they won the, the, the women's. Mixed, Anna Danilina from Kazakhstan and Harry Hiliovara from Finland beat Americans Jessica Pagula and Austin Krajicek. That was an upset. Uh, this pair from Kazakhstan and Finland had only been together, according to the announcers, had only been together for a little over two weeks and still won the doubles. And finally, the men's doubles saw Rajiv Ram, who is American, and Joe Salisbury, who is British, defeat Rohan Bopana from India and Matthew Ebden from Australia. So the Americans did win, had a hand in winning one of those championships. And that's my report. Thank you. Joe, you want to comment? Yeah, I just wanted to say that if you guys, if, uh, Mike, if you remember back to the uh, 2021 U.S. Open final, it was Djokovic who came out flat. And Medvedev, you know, when Medvedev was uh, was cooking on all cylinders, and it was just the opposite this year. It was Djokovic, and I think he clearly knew that he had to come out and take command right at the beginning, because if you give if you give Medvedev a chance to uh, to start going, which he was able to do against Alcaraz, it was Alcaraz who came out flat. They never ever got into the match. If you you know he the the previous match that Alcaraz and Medvedev had played the. Uh, Alcaraz was able to just dink all those shots in and get, yeah. you know, and, and Medvedev couldn't get him. But this time Medvedev was ready and he just over, he overpowered Alcaraz, but he couldn't do it to Djokovic. Yeah, he's playing very well. Roger. Yeah. Yeah, just quickly, Joe. Yeah, they were talking about that 2021. I think that was the yeah. year of the Olympics. Uh, I think Djokovic won the Olympic gold that year, too. And I think he said he was a little spent that year. Yeah, I mean, he. Okay. This was this was the year he'd won the first three opens, and this was his nice, chance nice. to win the whole thing, the Grand exactly. Slam, and he just came out flat, and and he never got a chance. He lost in straight sets, which is totally unusual for him. Right. The only other thing I wanted to say was being I couldn't watch much of it because I had Spectrum, but I went over to Carrie's aunt's house, and she has FiOS. I got to see a little bit of the. Uh, Djokovic uh, Medvedev match and some of the rallies went for 36 shots. Yes. Yeah. Men, you would never see anything like that. Wow. Wow. Like That's Sam Burton, these guys. It's small women's. It's small yeah. women's. Exactly. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Milton. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, being a tennis player for the last 30 something years, sometimes I don't believe they're really coming out flat. I think it's the person you're playing that makes you look like that. There's not that much difference. And, and some of these players, but Djokovic played as as good as anybody could play with those shots. I've never seen anybody that could get every drop shot that was hit to him, not only get to it, but then hit it for a winner. I don't right. know why they kept doing yeah. it to Djokovic. He didn't, I don't yeah, think he missed any drop yeah. shots, but it, again, it all depends on the person you're playing. And I wanted to ask Mike, you know so much about tennis, you want to play with us tomorrow at Jericho Westbury? 10 to 30. I have a nice it's a game. short drive up from D.C. 250 miles away. Oh, too bad. I have five guys. We <laughs> leave now, drive. Yeah. He has a jet waiting for you. All I can say is if you're a 4.0, uh, you would like the court with me. All right, uh, Michael, and we move on. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. What, what, what kills me when I watch uh, Djokovic, all those drop shots, so many times, whenever I try a drop shot, it goes right into the net. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. But I just want to mention, you know, while you guys are in uh, tennis mode, on Amazon Prime, 
I was watching the McEnroe uh, documentary. It is unbelievable. What a story about McEnroe. I never realized that his father was his manager and the father was an alcoholic and they got into such a disagreement that he fires his father and Mm. they never spoke. And the father passed away. It was really, really, really interesting. And just to re- relive the competition between McEnroe and Borg. And Matt, what happened with, with McEnroe and Borg, they had a match in uh, the U.S. Open. And McEnroe won, won in a re- really incredible match. And Borg retires at 26, yeah. which was un- unbelievable. And the the, uh, the competitiveness between McEnroe and Connors also was off the charts. Yeah. He didn't care for Connors much. Yeah, he grew up in uh, Douglaston. I don't yeah. remember the exact yeah. place, but I think it was Northern Boulevard and near Little Neck Parkway. Yeah. He always used to be in there. You know, there was a bar and a burger place. I don't remember the name of it, but McEnroe was always in that spot. Yeah, he didn't live in my area. I'm in Douglaston, but not yeah. in my section. No, he lived in, in a, he lived in Douglaston Manor. Where we well, walk sometimes. It's where you are. It's one of our his, walks. His father was a, his father was a lawyer. Right. Really, really good. All right. Um, well, you know, McEnroe is known for the arguments he had with the judges, the line judges, and all that kind of thing. And he was a very honest player in part because of that. But I think he would have been helped by the, the new system with the eagle eye or whatever it's called. He wouldn't have expended so much energy on arguing about things. I mm-hmm. think it would have been uh, done even better. Right. They used to the, call it the Mac Cam when it first yeah, came out. Yeah. One uh, other point. Yeah, one other point on McEnroe, because I string my rackets just the way he did. He's the only tennis player that I know that understrung his racket. He, he, he used to use it at 35 pounds. A lot of the players are in the 50s, 60 pounds. But it does give you a much better touch on your volleys, and it gives yeah. you more power in your ground strokes, understringing the racket, you know. But that's what he, you know, he that's where he used to get that, and then come to the net, and yeah. then have the touch shot. But um, you know, I copied the way he string, had his rackets done, and I understring mine with a special type of stringing, which I think helps, especially in doubles. Right. I don't know. I had to understring one time. I took a shot and the ball went right through the strings. (laughs) (laughs) I was done for the day. Listen, McEnroe very grouchy, but I don't. I don't pick on anybody but myself, especially when I throw my racket into the net. (laughs) Listen, I I I was thinking about all the female um, um, pros, and most most of them are from foreign countries, not United States. But can you guess the countries these, I think I have six of them, these six women are from? <laughs> like, uh, I probably no. can't pronounce it. Uh, Rebakina, right? How do you say it? Rebakina. Rebakina. Where is it? Rebakina. Where is she from? Russia. Not probably not, because I think. Kazakhstan. That's it, Kazakhstan. Very good. How about Romania. Simona Halep, who got in trouble this week? You won't see her for four years. Romania. Romania. Very good. How about uh, the former number one, uh, Swiatek? Poland. 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 And how yeah. about uh, Arena Sabalenka? 
Belarusa. Belarusa. And how about this one I can't pronounce? Anz Jabur. She's Tunisian. Anz Jabur. Tunisian, Mark. Tunisian, very good. Great player, lover. Yeah. And Jelena Ostapenko. Russia or Ukraine? Ukraine. Latvia, but very good. Okay, that region. Probably Ukrainian. All right, why don't we go on, Gerald? You know, you're you're anxious because we haven't heard your voice in about 15 (laughs) minutes. The highlights report sponsored by the delete button on your computer. I've escaped. Okay, thank you. Uh, today I'm going to review the 2022 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2022 MLB season. The awards and leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Paul Goldschmidt and the great Aaron Judge. Rookie of the year, Michael Harris II and Julio Rodriguez. Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara, and Justin Verlander. Key leaders batting average, Jeff McNeil and Luis Arias. Home runs, one-dimensional Kyle Schwaber, (laughs) Judge. (laughs) RBIs, Pete Alonzo and Aaron Judge. ERA, Julio Urias, who may have who may get a very low bid for his free agency. We all know why. Right. And Justin Verlander. Yes. Here's some very interesting highlights of the 2022 MLB season. Stephen Kwan reached base 18 times in his first five career games, thereby establishing a modern era record. Los Angeles Dodgers became the first team in MLB history to lead their league for five straight years in runs scored and fewest runs allowed. Pretty remarkable. 2022, the Dodgers led the National League and MLB with 847 runs scored, and they gave up only 513 runs. The Mets established a modern-day era record by having been hit 116 times by a pitch. And, of course, Buck Showalter doesn't protect his players. Right. Adam Wainwright and Yadar Molina on 9-14 established the Major League record with 325 starts as battery mates. Wow. Right, right. On 8-31, Otani became the first player in MLB history with 10 pitching wins and 30 home runs in the same season. Robbie Grossman's MLB record of 440 consecutive errorless games for position play came to an end on July 10th. The great New York Yankees set the record with the most home runs in June at 58. Yadam Molina on June 14th set the major league record with his 14,685th put out in a career. Tampa Bay became the first team to field an all-Latin America starting lineup. Elisa Nakin became the first woman in MLB history to coach on field during a regular season game on April 12th. She coached first base after giant coach Anton Richardson was ejected. (laughs) 
Richard Blair became the first MLB pitcher to balk three times in the same at bat. Wow. On September 27th, he had no balks in his first 303 career games. I guess he had brain fog or something. <laughs> Spencer Strider became the fastest pitcher in MLB history on September 18th to amass 200 strikeouts in a season. He accomplished his feat in 130 innings. Sounds like a, a strikeout and a half per inning. He has a very, very abbreviated summary of the 2022 World Series. Houston defeated the Phillies four games to two. Jeremy Pena was the MVP in one of the games. The Phillies tied a record with five homers in a World Series game. In one of the games, there was the first combined no-hitter in postseason history and the second no-hitter in the World Series after Don Lawson. The great Don Lawson's perfect game in 1956. Here are some composite statistics. The Astros batted 240 and the Phillies batted 163. Not too good. The Astros ERA was 2.83 and the Phillies 3.57. And that concludes my report for the 2022 MLB season. A couple of things. That, that guy's name was, wasn't Blair. I think it's Blyer. Yeah. All right, B-L-E-I-R. Okay, Blyer, it's Blyer. Yeah. And right. you mentioned Adam Wainwright. You know, he, he got his 199th yeah. win this week. I hope he gets the 200. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. they got two weeks? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. has two more starts. Yeah. I hope he gets it. Yeah. Okay. A couple of comments. What a look. Michael. Yeah. Did Wainwright and Molina break the record? Last year or this year of the uh, most games played with oh, each other. Last year. Last year. Last year because Molina retired. Molina's gone. I, I, I was going to ask the trivia question. Do we know whose record they broke? I'll ask him now. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll save it for trivia. McCarver and Gibson. That's no. A, All right. We'll think we'll about four. We have an hour to think about it. Yeah. You have an hour to think about it. Really? Nobody look it up. Everybody gonna look it up. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anybody else want to comment on that? All right. We go on to Milton. Thank you, uh, Gerald. And you know, by the way, we're getting ready. Um, we have an abbreviated. You doing abbreviated for next week or what? No, I think I think the 2023 season I should do sometime in let's say November. And you're gonna have your new your new your new, your new bit next My week. My new. Unnamed bit, correct. Okay. So, so Gerald will have a uh, something that we'll talk about uh, again, maybe later after the show or tomorrow. We'll talk about. It. Okay, but you'll have a new new thing. Milton, <clears throat> name right. that tune in Today, three notes. We're going to 1972. Okay. This woman was a singer, songwriter, actress on Broadway, a music teacher. Only had one big hit, 1972. But I love the song, and she had such a gorgeous voice. See if you remember this song. It was a big hit, her only hit. I love this song. The harmony, everything. Let's listen for a minute.
Okay, no, good. So, anyone know that song? No, the song. Man. I have a tweet from her. Always, no matter how difficult it is, always keep the love and music in your heart. This was her big hit, and I'd play it over and over who, again. Who is it? Beverly Bremers. Beverly what? Bremers, B-R-E-M-E-R-S. It was a big hit, 1972. I try to What's find. What's it called from, again? Don't say you don't remember. Don't say. Don't say you don't remember. I don't. And <laughs> I don't remember. And that was, was that big hit. One always yeah. loves a little more Ooh. in a relationship. Beverly That's what she's saying. Brevins. Brevins. Never heard. One, one, there's always one that loves a little bit more than the other one in a relationship. So I thought you'd like that song. Now you tell very me. Very nice, very nice. Good All song. right. Thank you, Milton. You stumped us. It took yeah. you, took you yep. six months, but you stumped, stumped us. the chumps. <laughs> Great song. All right. So the only beep beep I have is this guy named Spencer Horowitz. There's a Horowitz in baseball. Yeah, Toronto, right? First baseman. He, you know where he's from? He's from Timonium. Maryland. That's Maryland. Maryland. Outside of D.C. Yeah. Place for Toronto, right? Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. So it's a suburb of Baltimore. Gives up 14 hits, but he does a shutout and wins 7 nothing against the Giants. Uh, 1916, 16-1-6. Christy Mathewson pitches and wins his last game ever. Mm. And he goes off to uh, become a Hall of Famer. Uh, let's see. In 1923, in his fourth heavyweight title defense, Jack Dempsey recovers after being sent through the ropes by Furpo. Uh by Furpo, Louis Furpo of Argentina. Yes. Uh but he goes on and knocks him out in the second round in the polo grounds. So the first round he gets thrown through the ropes, comes up and says, I ain't taking this crap anymore, and knocked him out in the second. Uh in 1923, get the name. A Red Sox first baseman, George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Not the George, but George Burns pulls off an unassisted triple play. In 1929, a lot of U.S. Open things took place. Uh, at, at that time, it wasn't called the U.S. Open. It was called the United States National Championship in Forest Hills. Bill Tilden wins his seventh U.S. title, beating Francis Hunter. I never heard of him. It went five sets. In 1930, the Detroit Lions, but they weren't called the Detroit Lions. They were called the Portmouth Spartans played the first NFL game. How about that? In 42 and 43, the Yankees clinch a pennant, number 13 and number 14. <laughs> in 1947, at the U.S. Open, uh, the U.S. National Championship in Forest Hills, Jack Kramer, uh, mm. he wins his second straight. Remember, I don't know, when I was a kid and I got my first tennis racket, Jack I was, Kramer... I Jack Kramer yeah, right. was named on my racket. Who right. the hell he was? I think he was a pro. And Mark, you had to buy a you had to buy a holder for the racket. 
Right, remember, right. I remember those it things. It was a wood racket. That's right. Yeah, wood racket. That's the wood racket, right? Yeah. Look, I had a Stan Smith. I had one too. And and you know what, McEnroe, I had a Maxwell wooden racket with the brace. Hey, Mark, you know what I used to do? Put tape, lead tape around the head of it to give it even more power. Oh, I thought you put tape over his name. And you know what? My my Barry Kramer racket when I made a bad shot. Not Barry Kramer. Jack Kramer. Jack Kramer. I smashed Tony Kramer. I little racket because somebody saw me smash it. In 1951, a guy named Bob Neiman, he was an outfielder. We know him mostly with the Orioles, but at that time, he was with the Browns. He made his debut. He hits a home run in his first two at-bats. How's that? Welcome to the the show, right? Yeah. Uh, In in 54, Willie Mays collects his 82nd extra base hit to break Mel Ott's record. I don't know what their record is today. Uh, in 55, Herb Score, as a rookie, sets the strikeout record, passing 235 on this day. So he passed, made a record, as a, as a, I guess it's a rookie record. He goes yes. on and strikes out 245. On this day, Denny McLean wins his 30th today. Uh, it's the first time someone wins 30 since uh, Dizzy Dean in 34. In 68, Boxer Jimmy Ellis beats Floyd Patterson for the heavyweight title. I used to love Floyd Patterson. I don't know about you guys. Was an actor. Mark, I did also. You know, he used to train in the Catskills. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mark, remember that? With the China chin. Mark, uh, can I tell you about Floyd Patterson? There used to be a TV show called Wild Wild West, and in one of the episodes, Floyd Patterson played a bartender. And he got into a fight with somebody, and he got knocked out just how, just the way, same way he gets knocked out in his in his boxing matches. With, with listen, remember, I felt so bad for him. Again, both both matches knocks out in the first round, right? That's why I think it's fixed. Hey, well, look, one question: You know what song um, Sonny Liston trained at? What was the song he used to do during his training? Who wear short shorts? No, Killer Sonny Liston. What the heck Killer was Killer Joe? Night Train, I think. Night Train. Oh, really? Sonny Liston, right? Mike, right. Was, wasn't that by Dinah Washington? <laughs> no. Oh, I think you're also right. Also, it was an right. instrumental. I think you oh, no. know. Right. Night Train. Okay. Yeah, it's an instrumental. Uh, in let me go. Let me finish. Yeah. 75, Robin Young breaks Mel Ott's record of playing 242 games as a teenager. How is that possible? Hmm. Played as an 18-year-old. 18-year-old. Yeah. Oh, he plays right. He's replayed. Okay. Uh, in '78, Jim Bouton, he makes of the of the of the uh, uh, Atlanta Braves in '78. He's 38 years old at the time. He beats the Giants for his first win since 1970. Wow, uh, eight years, Jim Bouton. Uh, let's see. Remember Dwight uh, Clark, the receiver. He played yeah. for the San Francisco. He yeah. begins a streak of 105 consecutive game receptions. 1980, 86. Bo Jackson hits his first major league home run for the Royals and went 475 feet. Mm-hmm. Also in 86, Bob Brenly, the catcher. And he went yeah. on to become an announcer and became a manager. Catcher for the Giants. He makes four errors in one inning. 
But he also hits two home runs in the same game, and the Giants win the game. <laughs> uh, in eighty same same day in eighty six, Walter Payton scores his one hundredth TD and gains one hundred and seventy seven yards and surpasses fifteen thousand yards for his career. And what was his nickname? Sweetness. Sweetness. In 87, Cal Ripken Jr., record of 8,243 consecutive innings, 908 games is broken. In 87, the Blue Jays hit 10 home runs in one game against Baltimore, and Ernie Witt, the catcher, hit three of them. Wow. Here's a name you'll remember. In 87, at the U.S. Open, Open. Ivan Lendl wins his third straight title by beating Mats Willander. Or is it Willander? Mats Willander. Willander. Remember him? Willander is sweet. In 89, the Calgary Flames become the first NHL team to play in USSR, and they win the game. In 1990, on this day, Ken Ken Griffey Jr. and his son, Jr., hit back-to-back home runs in the first inning off of Kurt McCaskill. So Kurt McCaskill should be a trivia question, right? Or answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 91, uh, San Diego State freshman Marshall Falk rushes for 386 yards and seven TDs in one game. <laughs> uh, in 94 on this day, Major League Baseball owners vote to cancel the remainder of the 94 season as well as the World Series for the second time in history due to labor dispute. Uh, oh, in 96, Todd Hunley sets the Mets record with 41 home runs at the time. In 2003, Baltimore Ravens running back Jamal Lewis sets a single season record. Let's see, a single season or it could be a single game. And he ran for 200 and and 95 yards with two TDs and 30 carries on that day. I'm almost done. Uh, how about this one? 2009 U.S. Open, Argentine Juan Martin. Del, Por- Del Potro. Del Potro. Juan Martin Del Potro wins his first, and I guess only, Grand Slam. He beat the great Roger Federer. Pick up. That's from, that's from Martin Del Potro. Pick it up. And in 2011, the Pirates clinched their 19th consecutive losing season, a record for a major franchise uh, in North America. Uh, interesting thing about that, the Pirates were 51 and 44 and leading the National League Central on July 20th, and they just ended up 67 and 82. And if it wasn't Rosh Hashanah, you could see them play the Yankees over the weekend. That's right. All right. Uh, sports stories by Larry will not be heard today. Uh, so we're going to go on to MJF, Michael, your Yankees and Jets rant. You want to say something, Gerald, before yes. we move on? We were talking about extra base hits in a season yeah. by MLB players. The record was Babe Ruth, 119 in 1921, followed by Lou Gehrig, 117 in 1927. Barry Bonds and Chuck Klein each had 107. So, so when Willie did it, he was, that was probably a National League record. And yeah. Then Bonds no, Chuck Klein was a National League, wasn't he? 
I think Chuck he was. Klein. He played for the Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. Drove in 190 runs one year. That's where I read. I don't know. Maybe was he, was he, on the, was, he was on the Whisk Kids. Maybe I read it wrong. No. Go, go, go. Michael, Yankees and Jets ran. Sponsored by Pen Refills. Do you still buy Pen Refills? I do. Really? No. Okay. No. Yeah. You're the only one? Right. The Parker you know, you know, I would never throw away a pen. Jot, remember that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, by the way, Roger, you should have been doing what I was doing because for like three weeks, everybody I could speak to, anybody I could complain to, I was complaining about Spectrum because on on the Monday night, Monday night football, the biggest game in the history of, of the NFL was going to be played, and I was not going to be able to watch it. So I did a lot of complaining about that, and it was, it was literally pulling my hair out. I also wanted to watch the tennis, and I, compl- I, think, I, I think I've even complained on this, this podcast. Anyway, to make a long story short, my neighbor heard me complaining. And she comes over with some friend of hers, and she does some Pasca Pasca onto my TV, and she gets me all the stations. So I was able to watch the tennis, and I was very, very happy. And you guys know, uh, we mentioned it before, that I did a uh, 9-11 observance over on Monday. And in the back of my mind, although it was very important to do 9-11, I was thinking of finally sitting down on my recliner watching a jet game. And when I couldn't get Spectrum, I was really worried. But finally, when I got Spectrum, I go and sit down on my recliner, and you saw how the mm-hmm. game began. So it was very, very disappointing. So uh, about the Jets, the things that I'm worried about, I'm worried about Garrett Wilson if mm-hmm. Zach is not accurate. Because if Zach is not accurate and he throws one of those passes like he threw on uh, Monday – Garrett Wilson's going to get hurt, and he may be the best pass receiver in the NFL, and he better be getting accurate passes because he is terrific. And I'm worried about Zach not playing a big game against the Cowboys because uh, I think this is a big chance. This is a big chance in life, and if he stinks, they're going to have to get somebody else. And uh, about that game, can you imagine the uh, point spread is nine and a half points, and it's very, very enticing considering the, considering the Jets' defense, the bet on the Jets. So uh, that's something to think about. Another worry about Zach Wilson, I'm worried about his mother. Because what does his mother do? His mother posts on Instagram things like, when he was leaving the game on Monday, he gets hit in the head with a water bottle. And the mother complained. Last year, he, the mother complained about his not being respected. If my mother did that to me, I'd say, Ma! But... Uh, I think that he should be tougher looking. I think that Zach Wilson should maybe uh, follow the footsteps of maybe somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick and grow himself a beard because he does not look tough enough to be a quarterback. So I worry about that. And the bandana doesn't do, what doesn't do enough about that, about that because uh, he still has to look tougher. Anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about the Jets was a great human interest story about the Jets' undrafted draft choice. And he was one of the last players to be selected. His name was Xavier Gibson. And what happened to Gabe, Xavier Gibson? He ran a punt back for Monday's game winner. And it was a spectacular punt return as you never want to see. And he was named AFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. And on hard knocks, they showed Gibson becoming overwhelmed with emotion 
when the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, and uh, Robert Sala delivered the news to him that he made the team. And it was very, very nice. And uh, let's see what happens with him. But uh, this weekend, if the Jets manage to win against Dallas, then you will have a positive mushroom. Because the Jets still, even with with uh, Rodgers, they could have gone either way. They have a great team with a lot of studs. But you still cannot see and, and tell what's going to happen with the Jets. And that's my story about the Jets. As for the Yankees, the season went down the toilet with Rodon's clunker a week ago. They were on a nice winning streak, leading to, to a possible minuscule wildcard berth when Boone did not see that Rodon was getting clobbered and the Yankees were losing just 2 nothing. And somehow, if he thought about maybe putting a Vasquez in or something like that, maybe the, uh, the Yankees wouldn't have gotten bombed. And the Yankees, after that game, lost all hope and it was gone. Before that, they were winning and they had the kids. And I was even going to suggest maybe for a week or two, uh, Mark plays Here Come the Yankees as the opening theme. But what happened was the Martian gets hurt and Severino mm -hmm. gets hurt. And now, they, I think it was yesterday, they lost any chance of winning the division. And... Uh, who knows what's going to happen because they're going to stink, and that's terrible. And uh, what can I say? The, and also, the youths count came into play, and the youths aren't hitting. So uh, that's ridiculous with the youths not hitting. And uh, the only one who's hitting is is Glaber, who has a mind, a baseball mind like in, the, in who the hell knows. He makes more mistakes of anybody else on the team. And for my opinion, Aaron Judge should be shut down for the rest of the season yeah. because there's no purpose to have him play in the short throw. And his batting average is going down. I think the way he's playing, his batting average will maybe be going down to the 230s. And it's sad to see that. Yes, so uh, those are the Yankees. It's a sad thing to see. But uh, it's the most annoying. I've been following the Yankees since 1955. The most annoying baseball season for the Yankees I've ever experienced. And who the heck knows what's going to happen next? Maybe they could get this uh, a and bloom. I don't know because why? Uh, why? Why? I don't know what they could do. So why would they want him to be in Boston? Yeah, that's it. My story. Right, a couple of comments there, right, Fred? Yeah. First of all, Michael, even if the Jets don't win in Dallas on Sunday, that doesn't mean the season is bad. If you if you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year. You know, I mean, they weren't going to win all 17 games. You, you, this was not a game that you might have had down as, as they going as a winnable game. And and like I said the other day on the text, and all, you know, like you said, the defense. If Wilson can be a like a Troy Dilfer, or or as Michael Clayman said, even like a Jim McMahon, you know, mm -hmm. um, the, like the season the season is not player. lost with that defense. Trent Dilfer, I agree. Trent. And and also, uh, Whitehead was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah. Oh, he was terrific. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you, you know, he got a $250,000 bonus because he had an incentive. If he gets three interceptions in the season, he gets 250000 But look <laughs> at all those studs on that team. It's unbelievable. I've yeah. never seen the Jets like this. Yeah. Yeah. Joe? What? Oh, yeah. I was well, a couple of things to talk about. I don't know. You want to talk about Heim Bloom? You want to talk about the Jets? <laughs> Oh. I can talk about yeah. both. I mean, 
I think Chaim Bloom, when Bloom came in, he had to, I don't know, you know, he got rid of Mookie Betts and then didn't resign Bogarts. I got a feeling that he was probably told not to do that. And now he's yeah. taking the hit for it. Payroll. And he also, he's putting together a pretty good team. Boston is playing better than they probably were expected to this year. And they've got some decent young players and Story's been hurt. So we'll see what happens. So the story's out on them. The but as far as the Jets go, I mean, I've said this before, that Buffalo is an incredibly talented team, but they're very, very sloppy. And they have been. Those two long passes that Josh Allen threw, he threw into coverage when his, A, his receiver wasn't free, and B, he was, the receiver was double covered. And yet he still <laughs> threw the ball in there. And, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's symbolic of what he does and what the Buffalo Bills do. They generally shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. They should have won. They should have won that game going away. And they lost four Super Bowls, right? Gerald, four Super Bowls in a row. Oh, wait, wait. First of all, there was a blown call at the at the last play of the game. Yes, there was. But that you was you know, the, if you look at if you looked at it, if you looked at that, if you looked at that, if you looked at that in real time, it was kind of hard to pick up the uh, mm-hmm. that block. Yeah, and yeah, cut, yeah. His, cut his legs out from under him. Oops. So okay. You can understand that the ref won. would miss it. Yeah, but. Gerald, couple of thoughts, Mike. I agree on shutting down Aaron Judge, but is there a consideration regarding attendance falling off? Number uh, one, number two. Somebody before mentioned that uh, uh, Klein had the record for the most RBIs in the season. It's actually Hack Wilson at one. Uh, Hack Wilson, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Milton. Yeah, you know, Wilson always had a good arm. He could throw deep. You think maybe Rogers taught him some stuff all the time that they were in training? And yes. maybe he learned something sure. from him. His yes, arm I... was never in doubt, but last year he lost the team. I remember on TV, he wouldn't. He never took the blame for that collapse. Yeah, I, right. I think he's rehabilitated himself. And I think once Rogers gets the rehab, like uh, Salah said, he wants a headset. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a very good mentor to Wilson. Yes. I think you're going to see Wilson yeah. play, play better. Yes, I okay. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fred, I don't want to see him as a game manager. I want to see him to throw caution to the wind and maybe even the first play, uh, Sunday, throw a bomb. I, I don't want these handoffs to Brees Hall. No, you, you, you got to win any way you can. And yeah, and you want to yeah. make, and, and if, if the running, running backs, Hall and Cook is the way to go. You you, you win any way you can. Hall, Hall was tremendous in his first game back. Hall is on the injured list now. Who? who? Hall is Brees. Is Brees Hall, right? What happened to him? He's on the injured list? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they took time away from him. He's injured. So. He's, on the, he's on the PUP list now? No, no, no. They just listed him as being injured. Maybe, of course, his knee. His knee. Oh, oh, it's one of those. Maybe so they, they, they got to put out a list by Wednesday. Half the guy, half the team is probably on the list. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, uh, Joe, your hand is up. Why don't you start again with your Mets moments? Uh, I just want to. I'll, I will in a second. I just want to say one last thing about Wilson. The rap on Wilson is that he doesn't. He's not able to read the defense. Is that something that's teachable? I think so. All right. I hope you're. I hope you're right. He's got. He's got the you know, arm. He's got. You know. You know. You know. This isn't like. He's got the know, tools. You know. They. This. Watch. In this era, they always rush quarterbacks. You know, like Rogers sat for three years. Uh, yeah. You know. They. You know. 
the guy is only 20, what, 22, 23 yeah. years old. Yeah, I hope you're right. The, you know, I mean, let's hope well, who are they going to sign somebody? Who, who you know, do you think they're going to sign as a, a backup? They're not going with this kid, Boyle. They're not Boyle's going with Kaepernick either. First of all, Boyle's not a kid. He's 28 years old. He's not going to be Boyle. He's had seven be. or eight years as a backup. He was he was Rogers' backup in Green Bay. He's not a he's not a greenhorn. I don't know. Yeah. There's some guys out there who I think have more experience. I don't know. So let's Joe, let's move on. Your okay. your, your Mets your Mets story sponsored by okay. mind you two reams of paper. All right. How many sheets is that? One thousand. Okay, so the Mets finally got their man. They got uh, David Stearns. He yep. had a pretty good, pretty good, but not totally unblemished <laughs> track record in, uh, in in a small market team. And um, let's see what he can do. He's going to have probably close to an unlimited budget. And let's see, you know, Andrew Friedman made the transition from a small market, uh, low budget team to the Dodgers and did it very successfully so far. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I you know it's uh, it's gonna be it should be good. Hitting this bomb. Wow. Okay. What did I say? Hi, Jay. <laughs> he ran and he ran. Go ahead. All right. So <laughs> I've noticed I've been watching the Mets. They're actually they're actually playing some games that mean something. Not for them, but they're uh, you know they're uh, they're giving the Diamondbacks a whole all you can all they, they can knock end. them out of the uh, the yeah. run. They're winning today too. Oh, they are good. 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 The hitting, the hitting is picked up. The young kids are hitting. Even Beatty got a couple of hits last night before they took him out. Um, so they've got, uh, they've got a, uh, something for the future. You know, Lindor, McNeil, Nimos, and uh, Alonzo are all hitting. All of a sudden, it's a little late, but they're all hitting. And uh, you know, and, and a guy like DJ Stewart looks like he's played himself into the conversation for next year. And he definitely, uh, definitely. He'll be on the team, it looks like. Um, but the biggest need, of course, and that Stearns is going to have to address is the is pitching. Yep. And so will they will they trade one of the guys? I was just reading right before the uh, show came on that they you know they have a whole they have a glut at, uh, in the infield. Mauricio, um, Vientos. And Beatty are all infielders, and not enough. Right. Uh, there's not enough place for them. Lindor's not going anywhere. Right. Just at least they're they're like putting Mauricio. they're putting Mauricio at third base. So that what does that do? So what does that three do third baseman, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Right, so what right. does that do with Beatty and um, and Vientos? Because it designate a hitter. It means, it means that coach. McNeil McNeil will be a full time outfielder next year. Well, meanwhile they're thinking unless about they trading, unless uh, they. Tra- Unless right. they trade him, which is always a possibility. Yeah. Possibly. So I don't know, but they—that's the biggest thing. They're going to have—they're going to have to get pitching. I don't think it's a great free agent. Starting and relief. Up. No. But they've got—I uh, don't know who they've got down in the farm mm-hmm. system. The only guy I hear about is Vassal. Don't you, see. You know what's interesting, Joe? I was looking at the pace paper. Pace paper. They were comparing Joey Lucchese's. Seasons in the majors and the minors this year. I mean, limited. I saw, I heard that. And, and he's so better much better in the majors. He does yeah. better in the majors than, than he was not great in the minors because yeah. of the because of the robo umpires that the yeah. strike zone is is, well, is shrunken strike zone with with the robo calls that they're using in AAA. 
Yeah. He has a lower he's ERA in the got, majors than he's in got the uh, a, he's got this uh, He's got this very uh, herky-jerky, deceptive motion, Lucchese, and probably throws off the umpires a little bit. But he's not. He pitched very well. He's pitched very and, well this and, year. And I didn't show, you, know what they, you know who they claimed off waivers won. today? The guy, Anthony Kay, who they traded. Yeah, to yeah. Toronto. yeah. right. Uh, they to Toronto for Marcus Stroman. They got him back yeah. now. Got him back, yeah. Oh. All right. So the last thing I the last thing I want to say is that uh, they have one more chance to redeem themselves this year, and they've got a number of games coming up against the Phillies, and they can and they can do some damage. And I'd like to see them do. And I'd like to see them do it. And they play they play the Reds this weekend. So yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, so they they got some games that are, that mean something. Yeah. 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 Carol, do you have a hand up? What's up? It's Joe. Mets today in the third. Yeah. Joe. Yes. You muted. Uh, if I see Vogelback or Drew Smith on the Mets <laughs> next year, I will jump out the window. Is that I'll, what it's I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you Vogelback, <laughs> but I still think Smith has a lively enough arm that there's a possibility he might be able to make something out of it. I like Drew Smith. Uh, I, like Drew Smith. Yeah. I know a lot. I know a lot of people. Very few people agree with me. Well, we'll see. Vogelback should be gone. Can't yeah. see any place for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. What about Buck? What about Buck? Oh. Well, I don't know. Going for I pounds. mean, a new a new GM, you know. Uh, I Craig didn't pick, I didn't pick you, <laughs> right? Council. Right. Well, he so, might want he might want to take council if council is uh, made available. Yeah, but he great council has indicated indicated he wants to take at least a year off right. because he's got oh. two two sons who are playing college ball in the Midwest in the Big Ten, and two daughters are high school athletes. And he's from Wisconsin. He's probably. Yeah. I don't. That's. I don't think he's going to manage next year. Right. All right. New York City. You never know. They throw enough money at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's always possible. Yeah, money. 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 Yeah, he might say, he might say he's got enough money, though. No. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you, Joe, for that. Thank and, you, uh, Fred. We're up to you, New York Giants stuff. Giants you report. Giants very, stuff short. very, very short. Let's move on. It's one game. Everybody was terrible. They need to win in Arizona or else they have a real possibility of being 0-3 because they played the 49ers on short week on a Monday night in their third game. Let's forget about it. Happened. That's it. Every part of their game was a failure. There was not one good there was not one right. There was not one good aspect that you could say about that. Yeah. And what did the what did the F guy from the um uh, Cowboys say that they should. Oh, he's right. That, that why was Daniel Jones in the why game? Why are we still in the game? And, and he's 100% right because I was saying the yeah. same thing Why I'm sitting there on my couch. Why is he in the game? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, Cincinnati did the right thing. They, they pulled Joe Burrows when they sort of conceded. Um, the Giants are lucky. Nobody, no major injuries. Dable's not perfect, you know. What? What's that, Jeff? Dable isn't perfect. No. He makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Joe. I'm just curious, Fred. What do you? How could they come out so flat? I mean, what? <laughs> I don't Against know. the Cowboys. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's not. It's, it's this just is a team blue, that you know, you know, you know, from that from that block kick. You know that. You know, I they started the game was I'm mean, going great. You know, they had that first drive. They're marching down the field, and then and then then the bad snap that balloon from that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's Especially at home, no less. Yeah. 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 Let's see how they do against them in game number two when they play later on. Later on. 
always a coaching issue on prepared teams. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, I agree, Jeff. Fred, the, the, the less said, the better. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mike, you got some uh, DC Virginia news for us? Sure, Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah. Do I get a sponsor? Oh yeah, I'm no. sorry. You're sponsored by a yeah. broken air conditioner. Yeah, I didn't get a sponsor either. Oh. <laughs> well, last week feet. it was rats. I guess this is an improvement. Over I, now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> tough coming up with these. All right. Yeah, I think the most important news was the re-signing of Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals. Uh, supposedly a multi-year contract, though it was not uh, specified how many years it's for. They had previously signed uh, Davey Martinez, the manager of the team, uh, to a two-year uh, with, I think, a, a club option for the third year. So, you know, within reason, it's probably a three-year contract and probably Rizzo is that or more. But they're just going through the trying out the rookies now. Uh, you know, clearly they actually came into a tie with the Mets, I think, for a day. And then they fell back and have fallen back further. So they're just kind of running out the string now, trying out different players and so on. The uh, commanders. So they won uh, at home over Arizona. As I said, it was virtually a must win, as I said last week, because if they couldn't win this game, I mean, how many games would they win? Uh, the defense played pretty well, gave up uh, three field goals. The Arizona's other touchdown, or touchdown, the only one they got, came on defense. And uh, it was, you know, perhaps uh, <clears throat> more the fault of the quarterback than it was uh, uh, anybody else. Um, Howell, Sam Howell, the quarterback, gave what I would call a creditable performance. He was 19 for 31. He threw for a, for a touchdown. He, uh, his, his yardage was 202 yards, and he ran for a TD. Very nice run towards uh, late in the game that put him ahead, and they held it. But there's, uh, he's got a fault that I thought was pretty evident, which is that he holds onto the ball for a very long time. He got sacked six times in this game, 46 yards lost. And that's part of the reason, not the only reason. They've got a kind of a questionable offensive line, I would say. But with that combination, a quarterback who holds the ball a long time and uh, an offensive line that is questionable, uh, they uh, uh, could, could face some long afternoons. This coming week, they play Denver in Denver. Denver is favored by three and a half in this game. They were, I think, I, I didn't see Denver's game, but I, my, my impression is they were dis, a disappointment, and their quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, was a disappointment again. Nevertheless, you got to feel with Sean Payton as their coach that they'll be ready for this game, and I would tend to think that the odds are probably about right. And that's my report. Okay. Anybody want to comment a little bit? No comments. All right. They like you. I'd say one thing. Yeah. I hear tell on the radio that Russell Wilson is unfixable. So uh, it might prove that uh, they should have moved on from Russell Wilson. We shall see about that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Let's move on. Let's go on to a couple of baseball stories. And uh, did you, any of you guys watch the old timers day? I was going to say game. There is no more. Game, the introductions. You saw that, Stephen. What do you think? I, I loved it, and I liked the uh, interviews afterwards. They had a Q and A with uh, Susan Waldman and uh, and Joe Torre. It was kind of interesting. No, it's good. Do you miss the game? 
you know, games. No, I don't care about the game. The game's a joke. Yeah. I know, but we used to like watch the games. I don't I don't know. I've been I've been to about twenty five Yankee old times. Really? Any any anybody see the press conference where they where they had Posada, Jeter, and Tory and those guys up there? Yeah. Did you hear the last did you hear the last question to Derek Jeter about what he thought about old timers thing and Stuff like that. Did you what like that say? question? What do you say? Yeah. That is a the reason about. I'm asking you about because it was my son who asked him the question. Well, what? Well, oh. mm. hey, about what, what do you uh, what do you what do you think about answer. being back in old timers' name? And he says, "Well, I want I want to rebrand old timers' name. My, you know, I don't want to call it old timers when when when, when that old timers were just getting a little bit older." Retire? How about retired players? I don't know. Yeah. Old timers is what they call it. But it was nice seeing some of those guys. And uh, Severino, he's done for the year. You guys happy about that? Who cares? Well, the team's done is, for the year. Is he uh, done as a Yankee? I think so. Is his, is his yeah, contract up? I think so. His contract's up. They're not going to resign him, right? No. No. And how about they brought up uh, Estevan Florial to replace the Martian? Right. And God, he helpless. looks good. Yeah, he good. Yeah. You know, Mark, I just want to tell you, yeah. he, he was designated for assignment. Uh, not one of the 20 Nobody picked teams him up. wanted him. No, no one picked him up. Figure I that mean, out. You know, he's 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 not a home run hitter, right? He's a, he's a singles hitter, right? But he's 25 he's years old. Center fielder, left field. Was Roger. Didn't they say that about Dominic DiMaggio? He only hit singles, Mark? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never saw Dom Dom the no, I'm just saying as an example of it. I saw I saw Juan Pierre play. <laughs> yeah, right, right. A lot of speed. He rose in a lot of singles yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you hear Stevie Cohen bought the rights of the New York team in a new golf league? Yeah. Called the yeah. TGL. The what? league was developed by Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy. The league begins in January of 2024 on Prime TV. Cohen's club is the fourth of six they're going to have. I don't know how they're going to do yeah. this. Uh, there's a team in Atlanta, Arthur Blank. The Falcons owner oh, is or no, this one. And uh, Home Depot. And yeah, there's Home a Depot. Uh, Boston, the Fenway Sports Group is the owner. Los Angeles has the Williams Sisters Serena and, v- and and Venus putting their money to be honest. How about that? <laughs> Are they going to draft golfers? Or I don't know how it's going to. I have no a idea. His money, I have no idea party. what's going to work. I saw his name, Gerald. Mike, what did uh, Steve Cohen say about buying the Jets? He once told me. Ah, uh, he yeah. thinks that football is too violent. And he's going to make sure there'll never be football in Queens as long as he's around. That's it. A couple of names to write down to see how they progress along the way. The Mets have in double A a guy named Yuanda Suarez. He's a pitcher. He threw a no hitter recently. And they have a six foot four guy named Christian Scott, a pitcher in double A. And they recently promoted this guy, Jet Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a shortstop yeah. and outfielder. I haven't figured out where to put him. So those three names. And in Japan, there's this this guy that they had 15 executives from 15 mm-hmm. teams to see this guy last week. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. <laughs> yeah. uh, he threw a no-hitter. 
Wow. Well, the Cayman Storm, he threw a no-hitter. The Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Bills, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the and the Giants are some of the teams that went to see him. I thought that's what we'll see. Yeah, Cashman was over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, his second no-hitter, he has a record of 68-28, and 28, 1.84 oh. ERA in the uh, Nippon Pro uh, League. Let's need to get him. Uh, Let's see. How about the Mike? Mike Trout may be available in a trade. If he wants to, he, if he's going to ask out, the Angels are going to cooperate and try to find a place for him. So Mike Old Trout, Delphia. he probably wants he, to go to the Phillies. He's too injured. Oh, God. <laughs> and talk about injuries. Matt, one second, Mike. Matt Scherzer. Uh-huh. Yeah. To return. Yeah. So he has this yeah. right terrace major strain. Same thing as Verlander. You know what? You're pointing back there. I didn't know where it was. I was going to ask Milton, but Milton, I think, flew the coop. Uh, Oh, there's Milton. Milton. Milton's here. here. Right, Harris, major strain. You know what that is? Milton's muted. I think he's muted. We never heard heard of Verlander, and I forget where it was. Muscle located in the upper back. It's responsible for shoulder extension. Ab. Adduction and internal rotation. So I guess thirty-nine years old. Right? Thirty-nine years old. Right? Isn't that what Verlander had? Same thing. Yes. At the beginning you're right. Of the you're right. I've heard that before. Go ahead, Joe. Verlander has a pretty wife. Scherzer's contract uh, at the end of this year. It's his option whether to, whether to con- whether to play next year. I wonder what he's going to decide. <laughs> what do you think? Try to go back to the match. How, how much? 43, 43 and a third million, I believe. Yeah, will be 43 and a third million reasons why he's going to say yes. Winnings, but then he burns out. Jerry, you take him back? No way. Come oh. on. So oh, did you hear this story? The Yankees picked up this guy who they had originally years ago in yeah. 2006. Oh, yeah. Zach McAllister. What a great story this is. Directed yeah. by the Yankees in 2006. The same class. I couldn't believe these names. Ian Kennedy, Jabba Chamberlain. Dylan uh, Betances, Mark uh, Melanson, David Robinson, all were part of that draft class. Uh, he never played for the Yankees at that time. He went to Cleveland, Detroit, the Dodgers, the Rangers, the Phils, the Cards, and the Diamondbacks. Relief pitchers, they go all over the place. You know yeah, that. He actually pitched for Cleveland in the, when, the, when they went to the World Series. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, one of the articles said he pitched in the World Series. Comes back to the Yankees after 17 years. <laughs> 35 years old, so he was 18-year-old, I guess, when they picked him up. He had a great season this year with Scranton Wilkesbury. 1.62 ERA, and the only reason why they called him up because uh, Jonathan Loisica was injured. But good story. Good story. You know, if he pitches well yeah. at the end of the year, he could be, yeah. uh, come back next year. Right? And did you hear the story about the, the Marlins ball boy? He picked the ball up. He thought it was a foul ball. The ball was was a yeah, fair ball. <laughs> he picked the ball and threw it into the stands. <laughs> How about that? So I guess yeah. they, they call it automatic double, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I saw that live. Yeah. yeah. Was, he fired? Hmm? was he fired? Was he fired? Uh, <laughs> as a kid. Um, the batting race is the National League. Remember, I, in my opinion, I think Freddie Freeman's going to overtake. Uh, a, a right, 
Louis Arise. Can I even pronounce it? Arise. 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 Three forty-nine. Luis. Freddie's three thirty-seven, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Don't rule him out. Three thirty-five. So with two weeks to go, yeah. very, that should be a very every day. You guys should look up to see who yeah, do. what. Matt Olson's up to fifty-one home runs. Yeah. Thirty-first wow. player with fifty plus. He tied Andrew Jones. For the all-time brave single season, you know, uh, I don't think Hank Aaron ever had fifty home runs. What do you know? No, no, forty-eight was Amazing. his highest. Well, play those years. And Julio Rodriguez, who was asleep most of the year, and I sold, I sold his baseball card. I told you for just four hundred dollars. Why did you do it? Well, he was having a terrible year. What are we going to do? So now he became a thirty-thirty player. He got 30 homers, 30 steals. So he's having a pretty good year. And uh, Donaldson. Yeah, he got what a home up. run this first game. Maybe he always does that, right? Comes back from injury, hits a home run. Was there anybody on base? I don't know, but he hit a home run. through was <laughs> the other day. The Royals became the first team to lose 100 games. They're at 101. The A's hit the 100 mark yesterday. Right. Interesting. And do you hear about this New York City councilman, Sean Abreu? He's planning on introducing a bill that would require sports arenas, stadiums, to allow patrons to bring in reusable beverage containers. He figures it reduces the garbage. Fans save on buying the drinks. They say single-use drinks are a waste problem, uh, might be recycled, but mostly goes in the streets and, or landfills. If it does go in the garbage, not the recycle bin, it's environmental issue. Uh, the retailers probably wouldn't like that, but he's, he's introducing a bill for the environment. Cheryl. Uh, regarding uh, home runs and, and uh, steals in a season, Acuna, I think, has over 30 homers and over 60 stolen bases. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, uh, he's your MVP. <laughs> Hands down, he's your national yeah. MVP. Unless the Betts isn't too bad either. Huh? Who? Mookie Betts isn't having too bad Mookie yet. Betts has a great year, yeah. but I think, I think Acuna's better. And, and Olsen's home runs, he's having a good year too, Olsen. Okay, so in football, let's see. We uh, talked about football. Look, before we leave football, yeah. one question. We read an interesting thing from Joe, Joe Namath. He said when he was traded to the Rams, before he got hurt, he was 2-1. But that's what happened is the Rams coach tried to stop him. I never knew that, that Namath used to tap the football before he threw it. It's like a tick. It's just a habit, right? Okay. And the coach on the Rams would not let it, was trying to teach him a whole different way. And Namath would not have any disrespect for the coach on the Rams and went along with what he was trying to do. And it messed them all up. Right. But he was still winning till he got hurt, where that was the end of the career. But I never knew that football players have that. It's like a tennis player flipping their racket before or a pitcher punching his glove before he throws. You know, I never but knew if he's that. he's back to pass. Yeah, he would tap the, the foot. They know he's going to pass, so he does that with Dersenby. 
Yeah, he would tap the foot. I don't know how that affected. His release was so fast. It didn't matter. It didn't. I Meanwhile, I want to tell you something about Joe Namath. I, I did a lot of. You know, I, we saw him play. Uh, oh yeah. But we saw him play. Remember, most of us are New Yorkers here. So we saw him a lot. But a lot of people, a lot of sports writers, and uh, people who fans don't believe he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he definitely oh, is. You mean just to lead the lead the Jets to the Super Bowl, Bowl doesn't make you a Hall of Famer? Uh, because of his flashiness and his, you know, uh, you know, I mean, shaved his mustache, the full man shoe off. Made he, a made, lot of he, he made the AFL equal to the NFL. That's right. right. After he won. He combined the leagues and. All right. All right. I'm sure there are pros and cons, but they say on the field. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So did I. Yeah. Check I out would. his statistics on how They're not that good on attempts and completions because they dropped a lot of balls because he threw a ball so fast, so hard. Um, the the players' association want all fields to be grass now. Have you read that Shoot. story? Happened yesterday. Started reading about that yeah. because Shoot. of the Rogers injury. They should have they been saying that for years, and they always should be. Yeah, I mean, I you know I didn't know that it would that the, that the uh, Giants. Uh, just didn't have uh, didn't have no, they put in a new kind of turf but, yeah. but the guy in the ex-packers he's right he says you you, you know Meadowlands you, you're going to change the turf for soccer but you don't give a damn about the football players mm. and he's 100 percent right yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna see how far that goes you know what i mean how much will cost to 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 change all well i don't know how many fields are well, they, does it cost for every time these players well, get injured? Well, they, they're going to do it because they, they're having the World Cup and soccer, what, in 2025, 20, 26, whatever it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Gerald, you found something? Yeah, so Joe Namath uh, uh, had uh, 3,762 attempts and uh, pass completions 1886, which is just about 50%. Okay, not bad. Not yeah. Bad. yeah, but you can't look at that again. You got to yeah. look. How many of those passes? You know, dropped? there's another how many, how that. Many, yeah, how, how many incompletions right. were there when when he was out of the when a quarterback's out of the pocket and yeah. there's more openings thrown away? Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thought to that is the Jets were not that good after they won this. There's yeah. more and, than and, that. And he wasn't with his knees. He wasn't running anywhere. He wasn't. He wasn't scampering around with those knees. There's more to that. There's more to that also. You can't look at raw numbers. I think I don't. I don't have the statistics, but I think Namath threw a lot more longer balls than than are thrown today. A yeah, higher, way right. higher percentage of his uh, of his uh, passes were long. There's Don Maiden up, up on the left side, all the That's way right. down. He didn't. I don't think. I don't think he cared. You know about the about the percentage completion. He was a he was a gunslinger. He was yeah, a right. uh, yeah. you know not, he was a cowboy. Wait, not in the Super Bowl. He never threw a pass in the second half of the Super Bowl. Didn't he have to pass. Eubank told him, "Why don't you pass the ball?" He says, "I don't have to." Yeah. So Steve, Steve he knew what he was doing. He was smart. Yep. Yes. Well, the defenses were also, and let's not take anything away from them. No, you can't. You can't compare the statistics now with back in the '60s. That's right. They played bump and run. Yeah, cornerbacks. They've changed the. They've changed the rules in the favor of the offense. So uh, yeah, but meanwhile, he he had great receivers. They didn't drop too many passes. No saying what he would have done today. Okay, he had. Namath had great receivers, and they didn't drop too many passes. No. 
So okay. I wouldn't blame any of that. This Don Maynard and George Sauer. They were on the team. And was Pete Lammons on that team? Pete Lammons? Yep. Yeah. Who's the tight end? Plus the, uh, plus the uh, running backs were no slouches either. Yes. Now, you, remember, you know who the center was? He sells insurance now. John Schmidt from Hofstra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, tonight, there's a game Vikings and Phils. You want to watch Thursday night? Yeah. Vikings cool. and Eagles. Who? What did I say? Phils. You said Vikings. Oh, Phils, like Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Uh, two Monday night games coming up. How about that? A 7 15 game and an 8 15 game. Yeah. New Orleans, Carolina, and Cleveland and Pittsburgh should be a college. Alabama loses. Oh, I'm Good. so Yay. happy when Alabama Good. loses a game. Good. I'm not a fan of Alabama. They lost to Texas. Yeah. Uh, Georgia's still number You're one. Still number one, Georgia. Georgia. Colorado wins the second time. My boss. My boss. Yes. That's good. And remember I told you about that last game, that Hawaii playing Albany? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What? Hawaii yeah. won 31 to 20. Albany had to go to Hawaii to play. That, that was a competitive game. 31-20. Albany has a foot Albany has a football team. Oh yeah. They, must, <laughs> they must have. They must have years, Joe. But they had traveled to Hawaii. Imagine if oh, you were on that trip. Fantastic for those kids. Fred, I have yeah. three colleges for you. Tell me where uh, they are. Uh oh, because I saw a couple I don't know. Uh, Mercy Mercyhurst University. That's one of the <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess there somewhere in the Midwest and say Missouri. Is that Michigan? You're wrong. Anybody else? Michigan? No, it's Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. Fred, where is Millersville University? Oh that's that's Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. State University. I've never heard that. Aurora University? Illinois. Probably even Illinois, Aurora, Illinois. Yeah, Aurora, Illinois. But I was hoping you weren't going to ask me about where shorter university was. I don't know. I just saw it. S-H-O-R-T-E-R. I saw their name in the box. I said, who the hell is shorter university? Did you look it up, Fred? No, I didn't. find a few each week for you and for those other people. So in basketball, we have any basketball? We had the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Liberty is starting the playoffs. They're, right, they're playing the Washington Mystics in a two out of three, which yeah. is an interesting format because the first two games are in Brooklyn. So if they, if the, if if the Mystics should steal a game, they'll have the home court advantage for the for, for the deciding game. I, I think why it, they is, did that. there's something weird about that. Doesn't the team with the better record have a choice of the first two or the third? I, I'm not sure that. I think that's what that the right? deal was. You may be right, Steve. I'm not sure. maybe. And Brianna Stewart got the MVP, right? Yeah, right. good for her. Yeah. They had a fantastic yeah. season. Yeah. I, I think second that place a, overall. I think that it's the second seed behind um, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, so so hopefully maybe the Liberty can bring uh, the first, their first championship to – They never had a WBA championship. Now, if they win the whole thing, of course, we're, we're talking down the line there. Will yeah. there be a parade? Why not? Why not? Why not? your money. I don't in, know. Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn, right, right, right. Go around, go around the block a couple of times. I don't know what they say. I mean, they didn't do a parade when what's the names? Wasn't there a soccer team? NY, NYC, uh, FC, whatever it is. The they, date, didn't the they date. win a couple of years ago? They won the championship. But yeah. what they get? I don't know. I don't so, know. of course, the uh, U.S. Uh, didn't win the uh, the World Cup. No. They, the basketball. They didn't even win the, the bronze game. Came in fourth place. 
And right away, LeBron James says, "I'm I'm ready for the uh, the, the Paris 2024," and he's mm. recruiting all his buddies to play yeah. in the Olympics. Did anybody get a look at at what the NBA wants to do? I I, I don't know all the full details, but trying to make sure that that star players play in games and yeah. Yes, they, I think they're not allowing them to sit out players but, the way they you know, do You know, it. I was watching ESPN on that, but one of the women on the show had a good point. They're talking about all the veteran players, but how, how are they going to do anything like the San Antonio Spurs want to sit out Victor Wembayama, who is, mm. you know, who everybody's going to want to see to play, you know, the guy, first guy draft choice from France. So they said, what considers a star? Imagine that you're on that team. Well, and yeah, well, only stars I, we're concerned about. One of the criteria was what if, if you're named to an All NBA team in the last three years, and there was another criteria which escapes me. I think an All Star, an All Star, right in the last yeah. few years. Didn't their coach start the whole thing? Yeah, originally. Who's that? The coach of the oh, uh, Spurs, oh, Pop- Popovich. 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 Yeah. yeah Sorry, I, I forgot I, his I, name. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. a team is fined a hundred thousand dollars. For their first rule break, and two hundred and fifty thousand for the second, and one million for each one after that. But I mean, who's to say if a guy is injured? You know, I don't. Yeah, know. Who's, these guys are going to say they have a cramp or they they pulled muscle. Yeah. And what did Gianna say? He, he he will seek out of Milwaukee if he sees the team is not going. Yeah. In, yeah. as as to win a championship, right. Because because besides him, well, he's not aging, but a lot of their core players, Middleton, Lopez, are all 32, 33. Yeah. So he, he wants to see what's going to happen with that with with them. I don't know. Oh, and then, then there's then this Kevin Porter Jr. story came about, yeah. and the interesting thing, you guys heard about that story? He was arrested yeah. and charged with fracturing his girlfriend's vertebrae. Yeah. An assault in a hotel room. Wow. Also gave her a deep cut over her eye. And strangulation. Strangulation, charged with felony assault. And his girlfriend is a former WNBA player. Yeah. I never heard of her name. Yeah. Uh, he was, he's on his released, ordered to stay away from the girl. And the DA's office is calling it a serious domestic violence case. And then the, the funny part about it is he's a rocket. And the Rockets are looking to trade him. Anybody want him? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Pick up his salary? Isn't he going to get suspended if he gets convicted? I don't, I don't, I don't, he he'll, be, he'll be suspended for sure. And the oldest living NBA player died at 101 years old. Who is that? Wow. I never heard this guy. Who? Stanley Vanita. Never heard of him. He played uh, combined 59 games for Tri-Cities and Baltimore in 49 and 50. NBA recognized him last year as the first 100-year-old ex-player. He only averaged 5.3 points in that season with Mm -hmm. 2.4 assists, 101, whatever. Stanley Von Nita. What were the Tri-Cities? What were the Tri Cities? Anyone know what the Tri Cities were? Iowa, Iowa. Oh, yeah. Tri Cities is an actual name. I, I think know, it's three cities, cities that made Iowa. up. What? Okay, that sounds right. That's what are the Tri Cities? No, he, no, he says it's Iowa and two other cities. Also, Troy, Schenectady, and uh, yeah, it was something. 
Oh, well, maybe it's that one, yeah. Did you guys ever hear of, I'm sure you have, Carl Hagelin, the sure. hockey player? Yeah, yeah sure. Play with the Rangers. Rangers, Ranger. He retired at 35 years. He was just 35 years old. Mm. Retired due to an eye injury. He hasn't yeah. had him played in over a year and a half. Yeah, he got a stick in the eye or a puck in the eye. If you know what it was. Right. He made news. He's played for the Rangers, the Ducks, the Kings, the Penguins, the Caps. 854 mm -hmm. games in 11 seasons. And what One of the fastest skaters I've ever seen. He's very good yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah Hagelin, Hagelin. And uh, let's see what else I had here. So remember we talked about a few, a few weeks ago about Inter-Miami? So Larry, uh, who's not on the air today, uh, texted me. He says, you know why it's called Inter-Miami? Because the name is... Club in Nas Internacional del Football Miami. That's their real name. Okay. 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 Yeah. And how about this story? I'll try to do this fast. Chess. Chess is a sport, right? No. Chess no, is a sport. No. A top, yeah. no. a top it's an global chess official. This is a, a top global oh. chess official called for more research into whether factors such as hormone levels and physical endurance might have an impact on players' ability at the male-dominated sports. Now, listen to this. The top global official. Her comments <laughs> came after the World Chess Federation was heavily criticized for its decision to block transgender women from official women's chess oh, events. There's a lot of works, a lot of words there. <laughs> anyway, you don't seem impressed. So why don't we go on to trivia? <laughs> when in doubt, go on to trivia and stump the panel. So we'll start with Milton. All right. <clears throat> Who did Sonny Liston win the heavyweight championship for? Um... Patterson. Yeah. And by the way, it was James Brown that he's uh when he used the speed bag, he he the song was Night Train by James Brown. Oh and Milton, one more for you. When when Ali fought Liston, who sang the national anthem in Lewiston, Maine? And messed Robert it up. Goulet. Robert Goulet. Goulet. <laughs> Is that right? And he screwed it up. Who forgot who forgot the lyrics? Yeah, and he met you right. He forgot the lyrics. Okay. Fred, you're muted. All right, you're uh, Fred. Hey, who who did break the the record of? Uh, I mean, whose record did Molina and Wainwright break for uh, most games by a battery? Baron Ford. Nope. Roseboro and Drysdale. Nope. nope. And McCarver. Nope. I give you a hint. This guy pitched later in his career. For the Mets. Spahn? No. Randall? No. The guy from the Braves? This guy was a World Series MVP. <laughs> what year? Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, the year he's the MVP, if I'll give it away, it's 1968. Bob Gibson and... No, no. No, 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 no,
Oh, I'm sort of that. Okay. Who else has a question? He went. All right, Michael. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I just saw the uh, documentary. So, uh, who was John McEnroe's most uh, frequent partner in uh, doubles? Brother? Connor? Nope. Connors? Peter Fleming. Who said that? That's right. Hey. No, Milton, all right. Bring it out. Take it out of here. Very good. By the way, by the way, the Mets are winning seven nothing. All right. What manager had the most ejections in his career? Earl Cox. Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox by a mile. Oh, really? Sixty-two. The next one was John McGraw at one twenty-one. I was going to say Billy Martin. Billy Martin's not in the top ten. Wow. Tarosha, Weaver, uh, LaRussa, Frankie that, Fresh, yeah. Ron Gardenhire, 84, Paul Richards, huh. Bruce Bochy, wow. and Jim Leland was number 10. I got another one more. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Who is the only major league player to have three consecutive years of 100 RBIs or more with three different teams? Ooh. No, three different teams. Three different teams. I'll, the only reason I noticed it was in yesterday's paper, this day in ba this day in baseball, because I'll give you the years, 89, 90, and 91. Wow. So someone had to be on three different teams in three years. Yeah, 89, he was on one team, 90, and another, 91. Oh, the, um, the, the outfielder with the uh, with the Tigers and then, and then uh, the Blue Jays? You got the Blue Jays part right, but not the Tigers. Blue oh, Jays. 91 was the Blue Jays. You're right. Carter? Joe Carter. Carter. Right. That's eight, who I was eight, 89 uh, um, Indians, 90 Padres, and 91. Um, Padres. I forgot he was a Padre. All right, Michael. Uh, I'll enjoy asking this question. In the last four years, how many of those years did the Red Sox end up in last place? Two. Two. Three. <laughs> <laughs> That Bobby Valentine managed them. They came in last. Uh, from the top 10 players with the most hits in a career that are not in the Hall of Fame, we all know Pete Rose is first, obviously. He has the most hits ever. Who do you think is number two? Rafael hey, Palmero. Palmero is number seven. Rodriguez. Which one? Mm -hmm. Alex? Alex. Anyway. He's number five. Mattingly? No, he's not there. Joe no, Jackson. No. He didn't play long enough. Two of them are sh three of the number two, three, and four Miguel, are Miguel, sure Miguel to get into the Hall of Fame. Hmm? Mm. Miguel, Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, um, when I wrote this, 3158, and right ahead of him is Adrian Beltre at 3166. Oh. That's 12 difference, but. Miguel is not hitting the home runs this year, and he's not. He's lucky he's getting out. <laughs> Albert Pujols is number two at thirty-three eighty-four. Of course, he'll get in. But amazing on the list is besides Ichiro, he's up there. Number I think one, two, three, four, five, six. Palmero, Bonds, Vizquel, Johnny Damon is number ten. Oh wow! Johnny Damon, twenty-seven, sixty-nine. How about that? Few more questions. I got one. Who's got one? Steve. I got one. I got you. Go. Two, play, two players have had three hits in one inning. Who are they? Wow. One year, one How many year. runs scored? 
Well, the, one the team, one of the teams scored 10 runs before there was an out in the first inning. So this guy had three hits in one inning. Three Two of them. They had to be the leadoff batters. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, yeah. that's a hint. For the inning. You got to give us hints. We have no clue. One, uh, probably still owed some money from the Yankees. But he played most of his career with a different team, with the Red Sox. Ellsbury. No. Damon? No. Yeah, Johnny Damon. Really? I just guessed. Was Johnny three times? I just three times in their teams. first That's why I guessed. Any other guy, no one will heard. I mean, we heard of him, but Gene Simmons. Not oh. Gene Simmons. Gene Stevens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Washington Senators. How many yeah, runs? Well, Wait, how many runs? If, if, if they get two outs, and then... That's seven the Reds, the and Red nine Sox, is they, 16 batters come up. You need 19 batters. 13 right. runs. 13 runs. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Red Sox scored 10 runs before there was an out in that game. Right. Wow. Man. Who got a question? Are we stomping? Can't well, think okay, of Michael. Michael. What's the most notable thing Marcus Thames ever, has ever done? Didn't he catch someone's 500th home run or something? In the so bullpen, a home run. Get a home run the first time up. Uh, off of who? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> off a of Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer? Right. Oh, Chacha Clemens? Taller than Clemens. What? Randy Johnson. Johnson. Randy Johnson, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he caught it. Fred, Fred. Who's the only coach to win an NFL championship before the before there was an AFC and a Super Bowl, he won what? Wait. An NFL championship, you know, prior to the formation of the American Football League conference and the Super Bowl. Ben Lombardi. No. Before a Super Bowl, Weeby Bank. Weeby Bank. Weeby Bank. That's right. Oh. The Colts and the Jets. Oh yeah. All right, Michael, a couple more. That's right. When Jim Lee Howell was the coach of the Giants, who were his famous assistant coaches? Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry. You got it. Uh, Yeah. 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 All right, as we go off the air today, I'm going to play a little song uh, which someone sent me today. I don't have the whole song. I have maybe a half of the song. But you'll enjoy the song while you're closing up your shop. It's a uh, it's a, uh, a Rosh Hashanah song. <laughs> I hope you like it. I don't, I don't, I've never heard this one before. It's a takeoff uh, from the uh, Sound of Silence. Have you heard that? Yeah. yeah. Simon, I'm gonna yeah, talk we're, on we're gonna close Happy off. New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New Year everybody. everybody. We'll see you soon. Have a great week. You too. Thank you, yeah, guys. Thank you. Night, everyone. Get this thing working. Yeah. I'm not getting it working. Uh-oh. Come on, Mark. Get it work. <laughs> you can say goodbye if you want. I can't wait. What's going on here? Come on, Mark. Can you hear it? Yes. Yeah. Remember sounds of sounds? Go ahead. Summer has come to an end. Mm. The year 
Guys, it's gonna stop pretty soon. Have a great holiday, guys. I should not Jeff, take care. Good week. luck next week, Jeff. Jerry, take care. Bye, Jeff, guys. good luck next week, Jeff. Thank you, Jerry. Have a great week. I just week. Jerry. on YouTube. See you, Jerry. Bye, guys. See you. I'll see you in sure.